It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brady Show. We're glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching on Facebook, head over to YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. I'll be over there doing a live chat. Uh, 99% sure I will be. Um, you know, depends on how I feel about it. We, we actually, we're doing pretty good. So we've had a lot of folks. Uh, Puppet Master Mark sitting over there. I'm going to tell you, buddy. Uh, and Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, too. Now, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, because we had a lot of people who were watching on Facebook. You can see the live view count. And now it's about half and half. Like half the numbers are over on YouTube, and I'll go on to Facebook, and I'll tell everybody, say, I love you, but join me over here on YouTube, trying to move them over. And y'all are lazy. You don't want to be inconvenienced. What I really want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or SoundCloud or one of those places and just listen to it because we're ugly and you don't need to see us. It is kind of fun to watch us every now and then because we have a good time. And um, But yeah, it, like I've told you over and over again, if you're listening or if you're watching it, still go to where the podcasts are offered. They're free. Hit subscribe and listen to it. Just listen to, you know, let it play in the background while you're getting ready. And I'll be honest with you, Candice, this is the truth. Now, you you have to watch these things over and over again because you have to edit them. Yes. And make sure that nobody says anything stupid. Correct. And y'all would be surprised how many stupid things get said in this mothership that is Studio 22. One day we'll do a blooper reel. There needs to be a blooper reel out there. It's party time, Mom. And then, but the thing about it is, when I go back, and I was in here doing the talking. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll go back, and I'll listen to it again, and I'll be like, I didn't hear that. And I was in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. I missed that point that the guest made or that somebody said that was funny. And sometimes Party File Steve really has something really funny to say. <laughs> it's sometimes. something different every single time. And plus, if they like subscribe on Apple Podcasts, it automatically downloads to your phone. Yep. So I get that little push notification right as I'm getting into my car. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I re-listen to the episode after watching it four or five times that day. Yep. Nothing excites me more or humbles me more than when I see us in the Apple Podcast rankings and we're trending and doing very well, so I encourage everybody go get the podcast. There, that's my that's my free deal. That's my free deal. Dan Lombardo, my buddy, sitting How's over going? here in the hot seat, hanging out with us today. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, brother. Dan, I feel like I've spent all day with you. You sort of kind of have today. <laughs> you, have. Dan was supposed to be on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, something happened. I don't remember what it was that day, but we had a scheduling conflict, and we had to we had to bump. I had to bump Dan. It was a crazy busy day, he so I'm glad you were able to come back. Uh, Dan is chairman of the board with 22 Kill. You're familiar with 22 Kill, doing a great, great thing. And we will give the disclaimer <laughs> that all opinions are Dan's. That's right. He does. He's not not from the chairman of the board of 22 Kill. That's right. They're Dan Lombardo's deal. So there's our disclaimer. So we can relax. We can all breathe easy, and we can talk. You guys are familiar with 22 Kill, and I do. Uh, by the way, Bougie Sean sitting over there hanging out. Uh, party foul Steve back, still hurting him, messed up. Oh, man. I don't want to get to that point. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. Well, guess I'm, what? I'm going to get there. I know. <laughs> You'll be 40 in a year. You just had your 39th, baby. Yeah. Don't tell everybody that. Yeah. 39th. But Ooh. you look good because black don't crack. Black doesn't crack. Oh, my Lord. I love it. And and we went and ate that miso soup. It was so good. <sighs> we went out last weekend. We went out, me and you and your wife and my wife. We had us a dinner. Man, that lobster bisque. <laughs> She was talking about that scallop all night. She's like, babe, that scallop, babe, that scallop. I was like, we can't afford it ever again, so don't talk about it. I said, you're one and done, honey. (laughs) We're going to Texas Roadhouse next week. It was a nice dinner. It was a nice dinner. But uh, we had fun. I'm not sure there's any uh, alcohol left in the the Fort Worth, greater Fort Worth (laughs) metropolitan area. Put a hurt to it, son. 
I mean, the wives put a hurt into it. They did. They were like going, they kept going back and I was like, what are they doing? I know. So Dan, so after we went to dinner the other night, we went to a nice restaurant downtown Fort Worth. Give them a shout out. Capital Grill. My friend, uh, Gloria Starling, longtime friend. She's the managing partner there. She always takes care of us. Derek Venatulo is the chef there. He's been a Fort Worth top chef. Just great, great people over there. So we had dinner and then we went around the corner. Uh, to Houston Street Pub, right, which is everything you would imagine it would be. It's it's a nice little dive bar around there on Houston Street, downtown Fort Worth. Well, then the wedding party came in. Like, this wedding party, this was Sunday night, right? This was a Sunday night. The wedding party, the bride, the groom, everybody. And I'm like, who gets married and then goes to the pub? <laughs> this is a heck of a reception they're having. I'm like, these were some these like were some nice looking folks. Yeah, they were. <laughs> some nice looking folks. I mean, these were like some nice Hollywood Democrats. You know what I mean? These were nice looking yeah. folks. From Ohio, That's what happens from in Fort Worth. Island. <laughs> I'm serious. It happens in Fort Worth. I've been downtown Fort Worth and they had a cheering competition. So we were downtown and I guess about fifty moms came in and you know, they're cheering um I'd be drinking too. Yeah, their cheering lives have changed over you know many years, and yeah, they party way hard. Yeah, yeah, I don't so, blame them. Yeah, I don't remember where my car is. I just Ubered home. <laughs> I told my wife the battery was dead because <laughs> I don't remember where it was. Smart. I was like, now I got to find out yeah. what garage the vehicle's in. Yeah, don't so, drink and drive, people. Tell that's it, right. Uber's no. cheap. Do that's not right. drink and drive. Life is precious. Don't drink and drive. So, Dan. We'll get into this because I'm going to just hang out with you today. We're going to have a good time because I I had a guy the other day. He's like, I hate it when you just get on there. You talk about your denim shirts and stuff like that with your buddies. And I'm like, well, look at this brand new denim shirt I'm wearing. It's a nice shirt. Look at it, Shawnee. It's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. I didn't wear denim today. I I know. I have on this little T-shirt. I know. I started to wear denim to dinner the other night, and I didn't do it because I was like, Sean's going to wear denim. And I did. (laughs) We're denim twins, kid. I love it. I know. You can't lose with that outfit. You can't. People make fun of that. You can't lose with that outfit. That's awesome. (laughs) That's backup right there. That's true male backup right there. Go denim. Go denim. Um, 22 Kill is a great organization. We've had our buddy Jacob Schick, who is founder of 22 Kill, in here. Uh, Jake Schick, I don't even recognize him anymore. He's lost so much weight. Yeah, yes. He's lost like 30 pounds, but doing a great thing over there. Obviously, we know that on average you're seeing 22 suicides a day from veterans that are suffering as well as first responders that are out there and you guys are doing a great job of curbing that and and making sure that there's not only awareness but there's solutions to it yeah that's that's our goal is you know the mental health issue is actually to make a difference yeah but the sad part about it you know people get confused a little bit about 22 kill the sad part is we can't save anyone we empower them mm-hmm. you know so it's first of all you have to be able to Get over that stigma. And that's what we're trying to help veterans and first responders with is the stigma that it's you got to say it's OK not to be OK. I mean, it just the fact of the matter is everybody's depressed. Everybody goes through something. So that's very difficult when it comes from the the veteran side and, and from even the first responder side. You know, those are the things that people emulate that says, oh, those are the tough people. And, that mm-hmm. you know, but actually it's the tough thing to come in and say, listen, I have an issue. I need some help. But we do it. You know, in all kinds of neat ways. I mean, the great thing about us, we have traditional, non-traditional therapies and people ask, well, what's non-traditional? Well, it's the hunting, the fishing, uh, motorcycle riding. Our wind therapy program has really taken off. So we, we, we try to do a lot of things to get that camaraderie back, get them mm-hmm. part of the tribe and then let them work on themselves. That's the best part. How did you get involved with them? You know, it's interesting. So, um, 
you know, there's a little confusion of, of how we all started, but we actually, Jacob and I kind of branched off at a, at, at a certain point. So before that, um, 22 kill was created for, by another Marine and he started it with another program called honor, courage, Co- commitment. And it was more of an educational type mm-hmm. program. And when I got involved was actually way back in the very beginning when they first, uh, 22 kill went out at, at the Dallas star center and it was the first time they ever did this. And they were going to kind of launch the program of just awareness. And I happened to be there. And I ended up meeting and talking with them, and they asked me I, – I put an event together. And, you know, the hardest thing, I think, for first responder charities and veterans charities is to raise money. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because the people that are in those organizations, they're, they're not fundraising people. So, of course, the first mistake is they just think, let's just do it in a bar. We'll raise some money in a bar. So you get the $500 or the 600 maybe you get $1,000. So the first thing I brought to them is my experience was I was actually on the Ronald McDonald House board for seven years. Yeah, another great organization. And I ran the golf outing for many years and really honed how to chase after some dollars. Mm-hmm. But interesting enough how – why I went after, of course, I'm an Air Force veteran, but when, when after the Ronald McDonald House, I actually moved to Austin for a short bit, so I had to resign from the board there. And nobody wants to move to Austin. Yeah. Boy, that's a different Is that going to get me in trouble what. if I say that? I actually, Probably, you know, maybe. I no, lived I in Cedar Park. Cares. I lived in Cedar Park. I lived north, but I ran an office in Austin, and and it it had its good parts, and then there's, you know, definitely there's some, yeah. of course some negative that, parts. That, I agree with that. But... uh I loved that uh, compared to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, even though there's a lot of traffic there, it's still mm-hmm. – you can get anywhere in 30 minutes, even if it's – I know they, they say because there's so much traffic, but they don't really know traffic till you move you driving this home way. to Burleson tonight? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we'll, that's we're right. going to test that That's theory. right. There's the two hours. I might want to just watch every one of your podcasts <laughs> exactly. again we'll when just... I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic because you can, you can literally do that. Right. So uh, – but one thing I did was is I wanted – I said – you know, I got to thinking about uh, veterans charities, and I'm, I'm not going to say their name, but another organization. I contacted them, and I said, hey, listen, I, I want to be a part of y'all's organization. Well, they, they said, well, we got a golf outing coming up. Uh, why don't you buy a few spots? Well, instantly the spots were like $36 a person. Mm. I'm like, you can't even play golf right. for $36 a person. So ended up this organization – they had a board, and their board just wasn't involved. So come back that their first golf outing, just they had to just cancel it because they, they didn't know how to sell players. They didn't have to go after the money. So I went and talked to him, and my deal was is your board has to be active. I mean, one thing that we push that we need is your time, talents, and your treasures. I mean, you got to give us one of those. If you say I'm going to help, you got to give me one of those. Mm-hmm. And I know Jake uses that too, but it's it, it's the truth behind it. If you're going to donate to something, you know, either either we need your time. It's okay that you don't have money, but give us your time. Volunteer at events, whatever. Your treasures just say you got enough money and you want to set back and you believe in something. You know, donate money. Um, and your talents, if you can really raise money and you know how to get to people, then we'll we, we'll use those. But those are the three T's and. We need one of them. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're not going to give any of those, then you know you're yeah. basically not doing anything. So I asked them, hey, as their board, I, I called them out on that. Hey, what? Here's what I would expect. So they basically told me, 
this wasn't the place for me. I was shocked that I got pushed away. So interesting enough, two days later, I got invited to the uh, – it was uh, – basically it was a night for veterans at the uh, the Dallas Stars, and I ran into those guys, and I talked to them, and they said, well, why don't you come by the office? So they came by the office. There was real great things happening, and I told them, hey, let me put an event together for you, and I'll, I'll kind of show you this is the best way to raise money. So I think the very first event that we did, we raised like – 60,000. Mm-hmm. And what I promised them was like 15. So they understood and say, hey, well, why don't you be on the board? So I got on the board. <laughs> instantly. I would say so. Yeah. So yeah. I got on the board. So I was on the board for HCC 22 Kill. And it wasn't long after that that we parted ways with the guy that, that started. He wanted to go off and do different things. And Jake and I got together and said, hey, we broke 22 Kill away. Let's do something special with this we like we both had a vision of and we had one other board member at that time Corey, who's uh now he he was a lawyer marine and he's moved on uh he still donates and everything is just he's so busy mm-hmm. but it was like us three and we we just decided hey we just gotta do more uh and especially with jake you know the great part with jake is uh at that time i think he was just in a James Gandolfini's movie, and he was just – this was after American Sniper, and he he was trying to find his place too, I think, also. You know, he wanted to do a lot more and just didn't want to do the, the speaking circuit, you know, just yeah. about Jake. I mean, the great thing about Jake was is he's always wanted 22 Kill to become more than, than him. You know, in other words, one day something might happen to me. I don't want it to not. I mean, the guy's already had his leg blown off and his arm jacked up and he's had 15 surgeries and 43 blood transfusions. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a trooper for sure. Yeah. That's what's funny. They were telling me this, like, yeah, man, Jake lost like 30 pounds. And I'm like, are you counting leg weight or no? (laughs) Like, is this with the leg? He has gotten serious about the diet, some working out and, and, you know, no more drinking. And now he's a dude. He's a he's a machine. now. Yeah. I tell you what, that Hollywood baby, it is. And you know what the great thing about him, and we'll go back to that part, is that usually when you, I mean, I hear him speak all the time. Yeah. And still, I get the freedom bumps. I mean, when he gets out there, he can even make me feel like and motivate me. And I'm chairman of the board. It just yeah. he's got a way with just telling the truth and getting you to come out of your shell and pushing you forward. And that's what's that's what I love about that guy. I really do. But anyway, that's when Jake and I, and like I said, we moved forward, uh, to, and we brought on a few other guys, uh, Mike Brower and a, a few other guys came on board, and then we started just really putting some bylaws together and really creating the machine we have today, and then brought in Stay the Course, and that's our mental health side, and started creating these programs, and the staff that we have now, I mean, hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, they make they make us look good. Because these are the people that work. I mean, I told you this before. It's definitely not a five-day-a-week job. The, right, right. They're working seven days a week. They show up to a ton of events. But that's where we grow into the mental wellness side of things. And, you know, I mean, great. We're, we're making a difference, but it's just a small dent. I don't think people but, understand the epidemic. I, I mean, I, they hear it, and it's a number. But, I, but you know, I because I'm on the board with American Valor, and so – you know, we try to come along and raise money and partner 
with as many organizations as we can so that we can help support them. A lot of times we raise money just to give it to other organizations. And by the way, I will say go to 22, that's the number 22kill.com, and check them out and get involved. Uh, those three T's are an important thing. But with American Valor, we've had situations since I've been on their board, and you know it's the Kyle family, and, and we'll talk about, well, we helped this guy, but six weeks later he killed himself. And it hits home. You're like, man, we were doing everything we could, trying to get this guy the places he need to be, send him out. And it's like, this is epidemic. I mean, these guys are coming home from from these war zones. And I, I have this theory, Dan. I'm going to run a theory by you. I've never said this publicly, but I have Uh-oh. this theory. I've thought it. You go into these places, and I'm a spiritual dude, man. I'm, a, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm a spiritual guy. I, like, I, I, I believe there's some stuff going on out there, and I know what I believe, but, but I'll tell you. I think that we're more spirit than we give ourselves credit for. We really are. And there are things out there in the spiritual world that affect us. Now, we're sending our guys into these places, and they're fighting Islamists, extreme radical Islamists that have no problem committing suicide in order to kill their enemy. Just like the kamikazes of old. These guys will walk in there with a suicide vest. They'll send children in. It is a suicide culture. And I can't help but think that we're sending these guys over here for seven, eight, nine deployments, and they're spending masses amount of time. They're getting spiritually infected, not only with what they're seeing physically, because that's traumatic, and that does cause the post-traumatic stress, but they're getting infected by a spirit of suicide. I truly believe it because they're engaged in this culture, right? They come home, and guess what? That same spirit's still on them, man. Now, people can look at me and say, you're crazy. You're nuts. Whatever. But I'm telling you, you can't keep subjecting yourself to that kind of stuff and not come home with it. And it is so bad. 22 a day. But you see, a lot of it is also the person who went into the military mm-hmm. may not been 100% had issues themselves that they were wrestling. I mean, and we, that could be anything across the board. Yeah, right. You just said a minute ago, like I always say, look, we're all insane to some level. We we all have. I mean, we're our all humans. Issues. We're all human. Right. And then you, every one of us have a level of depression. I mean, you know, one thing I love that Jake does is we'll be at an event and there'll be 200 people there who's ever been depressed and only five people raise their hand. And then yeah. when he gets done talking, he'll ask again and the whole room raises the hand because in all reality, we all have been depressed it's just we all learn to a certain extent if if you're going to learn to manage it yourself when you need to move on to that level where i probably need somebody else to help me with this but what gets in the way of that is you inside saying that means i'm weak and and you know when you hone a person into a warrior and you think what kind of mindset that you have to do to tell a person Hey, listen, I don't know what's over that hill, yeah. but we're going to go over that hill and we're going to F it up, yeah. right? So you you put your mindset in there that I'm the, the baddest person on the planet, and then you come home and you're wrestling these demons, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't have these feelings. I cannot be feeling that way. So you refuse to ask for help. You refuse to tell other people, man, you know, what would you do in this circumstance? And I think that's the first thing that we have to overcome. And that's why our first mission is try to to get out there as much as we can to tell people it is okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's not even focusing on veterans and it's it's not 22 killers veterans and first responders only try and help as one tribe one fight. No one mm-hmm. tribe one fight is everyone. 
even civilians, were saying, you too have these issues that you need to overcome. It's it's a stigma and an issue we have in this whole country. We talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. that even with our kids today is everything is stuck on social media. Everything's trapped inside of you. Don't leave your house. You know, communicate only through your phone. This is not the normal way of communication. And so what we like to do is get the veterans, the first responders and the public, get them to their events, let them hear us talk, listen to the programs. And that's how the first get the veterans going is to me is like we got a lot of veterans who love to ride motorcycles, you know, Harley, our wind therapy program, Uh, our forge program is our outdoor program, hunting, fishing, uh, shooting events, training events. Uh, so we have all these different events. White Star, we're going after the families of uh, the lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's not a home for some of the uh, families that, you know, you look at it, a military family is a military family. Just the same thing for police. And if they have their loved one took their lives, all of a sudden they're not in the right families. The people they hung around with seem to go away. Mm-hmm. But they they love that that core value family, so that's what White Star does is is bring them back in, saying, "Hey, you're still part of our tribe, right?" You know. And then last is our uh, the program that we have uh, that we just started, and I think we're releasing, I think next week. And I don't know if I I, I told you about the program, but it's uh, we are the children of heroes. Mm-hmm. It's called Watch, and that program is uh, what. We had a gr- a guy that was part of uh, Snowball, you yep. know, with Snowball, Snowball Express, and he uh, Buck kind of got that thing going. And what Buck really liked was Snowball was really centered around veterans. And Buck thought, well, what if we brought LEO community first responders into this too? That really wasn't their thing, you know. And and they're doing great job. So what Buck did was he started Watch. And now the watch program is going to do all all heroes family, the children, the wives, the spouses. And the great thing about what Buck did was the the officers that that passed away, even, you know, in the last two years, a lot of their spouses came on. The widows did to help. Hey, listen, let's start this committee. Let's find out what they really need. Let's find out what the children really need. You'd be surprised that veteran children first responder children, they just want to see mom happy and they forget to be kids because mm-hmm. what they've gone through. So what watch does is going to let them be kids again and let mom be mom again and give them the support. So we've got a lot of great things going and yeah. I'm telling you what, we're, we really are hitting on all cylinders. The sad part, we're getting larger every day and it sounds bad, but it is, it's for the, you know, it's for a sad reason why 22 kill is growing. We're doing things the right way, but we, hell, I wish it would be zero. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is, is that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And what you were saying about a lot of things, but I want people to understand since you're listening on the show, if you, if you do a couple of tours of duty, you have to understand a veteran is everything's handled for him. Now he just say he just got out of high school. And four years or six years of his life goes by. It's almost like time has stopped Mm -hmm. because where he or she has been at has been the foods taken care of where they live. It's been taken care of. Uh, They kind of know I'm getting this much each month. Most of them, that's a vehicle payments. That's all they have. And all of a sudden you get out processed 
And now there's all this stuff that's changed in the six years that they really haven't been caught up in, Mm -hmm. you know, computers and a lot of the different things that you would have to do to move on. And the first thing a lot of them do is you get reconnected with your old friends and you go over to an old friend's house and they got the nice house with the picket fence and the dog in the front yard. Why don't I have that? Mm -hmm. And then the choices are where you could work at Walmart or you could work fast food because you have no education. I mean, you're showing me you've been six years deployed. I don't, you know, I don't really know what you could do for us. That is devastating. That's devastating for any man or woman to, hey, I was, they they looked at, I was this great warrior. You know, I was over so many people. I I was, I was someone in charge. And now look at me. I'm, uh, this is, these these are my choices. Well, then they go to the VA and then the VA says, oh, well, we'll just give you some antidepressants and then they start taking these drugs and then they just let themselves go and and there's just the purpose is gone. Well, the only way to get that purpose back is really before, like you were saying, and I'm the Kyles are doing some great things. I'm friends with Wayne and Jeff um, and Debbie. They're amazing people. They're all right. I mean, they're all right. <laughs> yeah. And but it, it's just to get that purpose back. But you got to get the six inches between t- those two ears fixed first. Yeah. But, you know, they've done – I tell you a story about Wayne and Jeff. I mean, they're just great people that show up at great times. Mm-hmm. So 22 Kill does not give vehicles away. And we had a veteran that um, needed some help. He, he was a guy – I tell you what, amazing guy that anytime somebody needed help, this is the guy that showed up. I mean, moving furniture, he helped 22 Kill. Everyone knew – that this guy, but the thing, amazing thing that no one knew is how much he was suffering in just his own personal life. Mm-hmm. So he called me one night and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And it was, I mean, it was like November, or December. And I could tell he was a little winded. And I was like, why are you calling me at 11 o'clock at night? Well, I'm going to work. And I just wanted so I wanted you to talk to me for a few minutes. Okay. Why, what are you working out or something? Because you sound like you're walking. Well, I walk to work every every night, wow. and it's like you know nine miles or ten miles. He's walking each way. So I said, "Well, let's do a GoFundMe page. Let's see if I can get you a vehicle." So guess what? We raised just a couple of thousand. Who comes out of nowhere? Jeff Kyle calls me. Hey, Wayne and you know Debbie and I. They we're just going to give you all four thousand. And Caliber Collision, who's a partner with Twenty Two Kill, they mm-hmm. sit on our board. Caliber gave enough, so we gave the guy a great, amazing truck. Well, this is where I feel the story gets better. That's just all he needed. So take it a, a year later. Now he calls me the other night. He's already called Jeff. He's got his stuff together, and he's going to buy a new truck, and he wants to give that truck to another veteran. Those are the stories that never make the news, right. never make anywhere, that a veteran finally goes, I got it. I'm, I'm starting to see how things work, I, and I appreciate the help that you guys gave me. You got me over the hump, you know. Uh you know, 22 kill helped me. Uh, the Kyle family helped, you know, caliber. And now he wants to give it back. Uh, so, you know, you just need to empower people. And that's what we're trying to do is let them know the purpose. Let us help you find your purpose. But at the end of this day, it's this, I love you and I want you here. Yeah. And that's something, man, we don't say that enough. Sean, I love you. I say, I love you all the time. And I want you here. We're good about that. We hug. We're huggers. We embrace. 
I kiss Steve on the cheek every now and then just to let him know I love him. Now, when I saw him the other day, he came all the way around. Does he do that with you? Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah. I was just checking. I like to squeeze. Yeah, I, like so to make I, sure did, I just didn't know. Out. It was, you know, caught me off guard a little bit. It's but, a big deal. It, you, know, you know, it's okay to not be okay, what we were talking about. Yeah. And um, it, it's hard. You know, you, these guys, these rough and tough guys, whether they're, you know, these, these military guys, cowboys, guys in the Western culture. I mean, cow, it's, it's cowboy taboo. For a man to admit that he's going through depression, you know, because I got it tough. It's okay to not be okay. That's a big deal. It is it's a big deal, and I've I've made no bones about it over the years. From the very beginning, I've I made no bones about it. I go see my guy every every six months. I mean, I I do well. You know, there was a time I wasn't, and I was going to see people regularly because I needed help and I needed medication. And now I still go see my guy every six months, and. Uh, He's a good friend, and we have. A, and I'm very honest about what I'm going through. I'm very honest about what I'm dealing with, and I haven't been through, you know, because again, with for me, it, it's a chemical thing. It's not a circumstantial thing, and a lot of these guys, it, it's, it gets both chemical and circumstantial because of what they've been through. And I go in there, and I am dead level honest, brutally, embarrassingly so, but I'm not embarrassed by it. And a lot of guys can't be that way. And early on, back in 2009, when I was first diagnosed with depression, uh, I fought it. I said no. Come on, I'm just tired, you know, just tired. No, no. My doctor said, oh, no, you are depressed. <laughs> he said, let me ask you a question. Do you think that you are an alcoholic? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> but that's that's where we find, you know, and, and that's another Part agent, as you said, yeah. another agent of evil, though, is that we try to escape reality yeah. buying drugs and alcohol. But let me tell you something, a good portion of all – the suicides that we go through with people that we we know that are in our tribe, that that's a key figure, yeah. a key thing. Every time, well, he was he or she was drinking, and, he and or that, she, that's a depressant. It mm -hmm. is. It, well, you're trying to escape reality, yeah, and you don't realize it's taking you into a deeper hole, yeah. and it also makes you. I mean, we all know what it does. You know, it creates, it brings out some other things as well. So sometimes you just have to to say, hey, listen, this is part. Yeah. Of your learning process is maybe you shouldn't drink for a while. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. work on you first. You know? That's and a hard thing. It is. I mean, people see me. We make jokes about drinking my apple juice and stuff. I'll have my whiskey or whatever. But I defy anybody in the last several years to find me. Because I'm not going out and getting drunk. I'm not going to. I won't do that. I, I'll have some drinks. And I love it when people come on here and they're like, oh, man, all, all y'all do is just drink, drink, drink. No, 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 no. Because we, we know where we are. Now, we make jokes about it. And maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Who knows? But you're exactly right. A lot of these guys are trying to escape. And I told myself a long time ago, back when I did have a problem because of my depression, and I was trying to, I finally woke up one day and I said, I don't want to be that guy who's finishing off a bottle of whiskey every single night by myself because I've looked and I've looked and I've never found reality in the bottom of that bottle, ever. Never have. And uh, I said, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to use that as, as a solution. Well, the problem it's is very tempting. it digs a deeper hole. It sure does. Yeah. Because the other thing is one of the highest divorce rates are, are warriors. And I'm yeah. talking about not only veterans, but first responders. I mean, yeah. there's so much stress. I mean, I have tons of friends. Uh, most of my best friends are either veterans or police officers. And the stress they're going through right today, I just I don't even know how to even understand that. I mean, they can't even go anywhere, go even get near somebody without somebody pulling up their cell phone and then all of a sudden they, they 
that you're talking about it, that's a judgment that might take your life. Yeah. You don't know if that person has a, any sort of weapon, but you got worried that, hey, wait a second, they got a they got their cell phone up and they're making some bad judgment calls. And there's a lot of videos that never make, you know, the, the TV that show. I mean, there was one where a guy's whipping a chain around. I don't know if you saw that one. And I'm telling you, I think this cop walks backwards four blocks yeah. of please drop the chain, please, because he knows people have their phones out. Yeah. But finally, the guy charges him and they end up having to take the guy's life. But it shouldn't have gone that far. Yeah. And I saw that. And he yeah. walked, he walked all the way down the street yeah. backwards. But that's because. He finally got another guy around the so neck. They're so worried. They're so worried. Yeah. About, because, you know, I mean, I and I hope, you know, your listeners understand if a cop does one thing wrong, that's it. That's their career. They lose their job. Yeah. I mean, what else What else am I going to do, yeah. right? So you're back to just like the veteran, square one, starting your life over. So you think if I'm 28 or 30 years old or what if the cop's in his 50s and 60s, right? Man, this is be it. I mean, this is over, you know, if, if this happens. So the judgment calls, they're getting really scared, really worried, and that creates a whole lot of stress. Now – the other thing is now what I've heard is you come home and either your wife is a wife that says, I want to understand what you're going through, or she would get too worried because they bring home, they tell the stories. Oh, my God, there's something that's going to happen to you. So then guess what? They they bottle it all up. So the great thing that what 22 Kill does is it's off the grid. They can come see us. It's off the grid. Uh, some of the. The cops that they know them in 22 Kill, of course, we they come to our events and stuff. They'll say, uh, I'll just ask them, hey, have you, did you call or whatever? I don't know. You tell me. Did did I call? I was like, HIPAA rules. I, they can't even tell me. I don't know if you came or not. It makes them feel a lot better realizing, no, when we mean off the grid, it is off the grid. And, and that's what they need because I explained it in a different way. You know, 22 Kill, I, I – haven't charged a dime chairman of the board I, I donate my time it's pro bono so i have my own company uh titan electric we only do commercial work by the way commercial uh, work titan electric yeah uh worldwide prestige worldwide, worldwide. oh sorry so uh <laughs> worldwide yeah titan worldwide so <laughs> but you know I, I try to explain to people because they really don't understand the concept and the great thing is i've had a lot of time with these chief of police all over i mean in every city and now a lot of them really got it but i explain it in this way if i have electrician who comes into the office and he says i mean he looks really bad hey listen my wife and i got in a fight i was drinking a lot last night i really haven't slept much i just i need you to help me and understand the pain i'm going through i'm sorry but that's not the first thing i think of i think of his safety and I think of the safety of the people around him. Can he work with others right now? So I have to tell him, hey, listen, I know you're going through a lot, but you can't come to work today. You can't be around other people. Mm -hmm. So now you take that example in the way of being an officer. When they come in, they feel like, hey, listen, the first decision my whoever's in charge of me is going to think if I tell I have an issue is, well, you can't be by your partner. I can't let you go in today. That's what they're scared of. So the first thing is to remove that by let them go somewhere else that they feel trust and they know I can get all of this off my chest and knowing nobody knows about it and get some really guidance on how to heal this, what I need to do. And 
the great part is these these uh, chief of police uh, guys all, all around. I mean, um, from Ed now in Fort Worth to Tracy Aaron in Mansfield, uh, there's just so many great guys. They understand and and they want to empower their officers to make sure that their officers are taken care of. Mental wellness is number one now with a lot of these mm-hmm. places, and they're open to whatever options help their officers. Yeah. Uh, so it's really good. And then now we're getting a lot of, um, I'd say, national companies and larger companies that are coming to us as well and saying, what's the best way? Um, weird enough, one of my customers, uh, DPR Construction, I'm speaking at a construction site tomorrow. Um, and it's about wellness, mental wellness because they had uh, an issue on one job. And they understand, hey, the great part about uh, uh, DPR and a lot of these large construction companies, they're starting to understand, hey, listen, this is something that's happening a lot. So not only will we bring – because they have veterans that work for them, but also to let the regular construction workers, the the rest of them, listen to it as well Mm -hmm. to understand this is an issue that's for everyone. So they said instead of at first we're going to let you just talk to our veterans, they made a decision. You know what? Everybody needs to hear this. And I said, finally, you know, it's it's the mental wellness understanding of why would you want to keep your other employees from hearing that it's okay not to be okay? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you never know who's suffering. I mean, uh, the reason why in our logo, the gas mask is because, man, a veteran can put that gas mask on and make you think I'm I'm just I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm okay. We want that mask to come off. So that's why that's on that logo is because we need to find out who's inside of there. And we need to see, hey, show us who you are. And you come to our events. You've been there. We hug. I mean, that's the first thing we do. You get the ring on, you're getting a hug because we got to take these barriers that were those big, strong guys and women warriors that can't hug and love and go, no, we need to do this. That's That's part of the... The empowerment and the growth is to understand, let's take our the defenses away and let's just have that camaraderie back of that we were all a tribe and a family. So that's what I'm proud of the most because you come to the events, that's what you see. Yeah. You know, so people that have never been there, that's the first thing I think that they see. Yeah. Hell of a job. 22 Kill, Dan Lombardo. Go to 22kill.com, 83 cents of every dollar. Yeah. Going to the cause. Yep. 83% is just an amazing – That's a great I'm so, percentage. I'm so proud of that because yeah. they worked so hard for that, but you don't see that much. So yeah. uh, once again, it's from a fantastic staff. Yeah. Get over there, 22kill.com. Buy some T-shirts, buy some swag, all that stuff. Get involved. We, we've got an event this weekend we're doing. Uh, yep, on the 7th at, yeah. at uh, River Ranch. Look it up. It's the uh, Marine Motorcycles yeah. Club. And when this podcast comes out, we might have already done it. But, yeah, I mean it's it's, you know – we're doing good stuff, man. Yeah. You're doing good Go stuff. Website, Jake Schick's doing out. good stuff. Hang around with people that are doing good stuff. That's right. You know, we we got we got. You're right with mental awareness. That's you read the headlines today. People are insane. They're crazy. People have lost their minds. But then you got people who have who have served and sacrificed for this country. Who they don't deserve to be going through what they're going through. But they're going through it. And uh, we've all got our level of craziness. But you know, we'd be crazy together. But you know one Love thing that other. you said that's amazing, though? There's people looking that they have it in their heart. Yeah. They just need somewhere or something to grab them. Mm-hmm. Come come over to our side. Yeah, you'll see amazing mission. things happen. And you'll you'll I'm telling you what, the empowerment will help you, too. Yeah. 
because you'll make a difference. Yeah. Dan, appreciate you, buddy. Hey, 22kill.com. Good stuff, Candice. Shut up. <laughs> Speaking of that, on September 11th, American Valor Foundation, I will be, along with Jason Pritchett and his band, we are going to be in Branson, Missouri at the Dick Clark Theater. You can get tickets at watchchad.com. All proceeds from that show. I don't make a dime off of it, paying my own way to get there. All proceeds go to American Valor Foundation. And and I love sitting in our board meetings because we're looking for places to give money away. It's beautiful. And we're like, well, we didn't give enough. Let's give some more money away. And we're trying to find these places to do it. The Kyles are just fantastic Amazing. in that regard. Amazing family. It. We just had our we just had our semi-annual board meeting. 22 Kill came up in that. I mean, we, we were always talking about our friends because we're in this thing together. It's the same tribe. It really That's is. Awesome. So. Appreciate what you guys do. Tell Jake Schick to eat a sandwich. Uh, look, <laughs> he's a completely different dude because he was in the he was in the Gandolfini film. He was in the the American Sniper. Then he was in um, Star is Born. Star and, is Born. And what was the other one? He he did the the Mule. <laughs> the Mule, East yeah. Woods Mule. I keep telling him I'm like I don't have a very long bucket list, but Jake, if you could get me just even as a as a as a background person, you know, uh, an extra in an Eastwood film. He's go. the one that put handcuffs on him. Think about that. I know. Yeah, it did it upside down. Yeah. Did it upside down. Yeah, now like, it's hard to get the cuffs Because he ain't got but one leg. That's right. It's <laughs> a funny story. Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for watching. Now go to wherever it is on audio where podcasts are offered and listen to it again. I love y'all. God bless. Get involved. 22kill.com. Talk to you next time. Bye.